Genre. Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are drowning in Disney's The Little Mermaid one minute at a time. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And I'm Kestra Dorowski. Today, we are discussing minute number 22 of The Little Mermaid, which begins with Ariel saying, The one playing the snarf blat, which is definitely not a snarf blat. That's a really confusing approach to that. It ends with Eric saying, She's out there somewhere. This minute features Grimsby giving Eric a statue of Eric as a birthday gift. And Grimsby and Eric talk about Eric finding a wife. Yeah. So let's, it's pretty Eric centric. Yes, it is very Eric centric. I mean, there's there's two Erics in 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 the minute. There's him and the statue. Oh, yes. That's how Eric centric yes. it is. I was like, two Erics? What what are you talking about? But yes, you you're right. There are two Erics. And well, let me talk. Would you want a statue, a full full size statue of yourself for a present? No, not me, of my. Definitely not of myself. Me either. And Eric doesn't want it either. No. That's pretty evident in his no. reaction. And Max doesn't want it either, which leads me to that growl that you mm-hmm. hear Max do to the statue. I said I was going to talk about this today. Oh, okay. When Max growls at the statue, that snarling was reused um, from The Great Mouse Detective by Toby. It's in... Oh. So that snarl is reused. See, you know, part of the Renaissance, reusing all the old techniques, including <laughs> reusing stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that statue is really creepy. I don't find anything about it creepy. It's just like... Why? Like, and Grimsey says, I wanted it to be a wedding present. But it's like, why would you want it to be a wedding present for him? <laughs> this is sense. a weird thing. It's a very big statue. And how did you keep it a surprise on the ship? Also, it's a very big statue. It is It is more than life-size. Yes. I would, I would say it's like one and a quarter scale. I, I, I would agree. It's pretty, it's fairly large. But when they reveal the, when they take the... The cloth? The wrapping? The wrapping. I mean, it's like tied up with a bow. (laughs) The bow disappears. So they show it. They show Grimsby saying, here's your present. And then 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 a sailor is taking it off and the bow is is gone. It's gone. Um, So what happened to the bow? (laughs) I don't know. But like, still like, why this? Also, it's like, it's a very, oh, you know what it makes me think of? It reminds me of the costume that the prince in Enchanted wears with the big puff, puffy shoulder sleeves. Yes. Like, it is, and like, it's intentionally over the top. Yes. But it's, but it, that's what we're, that's what we're seeing. It has him with a sword and a big E, and it's just really like. Let's talk about the E. What's the E stand for? Does it stand for Eric? Because that E is also going to be in the family dining room. They obviously so his, the, his name is obviously Eric Eric I don't or know. Erickson or something like or but. they changed or they changed their um what what insignia royal insignia insignia mm-hmm. um or crest yes crest that's the word I was looking for okay um to be all about Eric because they just are all about Eric. I don't know. Which 
is, I mean, like, I don't know what it really is about because we don't get a lot about his parents. No. They're not around. No. Um, he's still Prince Eric, which I assume is an indication that he would not be king either until he's married or until he reaches a certain age. He's but he's like, twenty one. Is he twenty one in this? I think so. Because in that case, it's got to be like both, right? If it, if canonically he's twenty one, which Ariel's canonically sixteen, so I'd prefer if Eric were canonically eighteen. Um, and so my assumption would then be that he won't be king until he is both married and twenty one years old. Yes, because. I'm- 21 seems to be pretty standard, especially for the northern countries in the Disney interconnected universe. That was the age that Elsa was when she was coronated. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and so 21 is the royal age to become yeah. king or queen. So I just looked it up, and mm-hmm. he is actually 18. For okay. some reason, I thought he was 18. 21, but he's Good. He's then 18. I like that. Um, so I would still probably suspect... He's not going to be called king until he's at least 21. Probably. Um, but I would have to... We we need to watch the sequels. Or the sequel. Because um, yes. then there's a sequel and a prequel and the prequel series. Which, we should point out, this is not the first time that Ariel has been near Eric. Because um, there was close interaction during one episode of the series. Yes. Um, but I don't think she saw him. So I, I think, think we she can mostly still say, just saw Max then. But I'm I, not even sure if she saw Max. I don't, I don't know. know I can't remember. There. He lost a boot. Eric's boot yes. became the, the point of contention. We'll have to rewatch the series um, now that it's on Disney Plus because we were recording this access. in 2020. Yeah, much easier to access thanks to Disney Plus. Um, but yeah, so like, when does he become king? Is he king in the sequel? I, I, I honestly. I mean, I watched Little Mermaid 2 a lot, and I can't remember... If it's established. If it's established. Mm -hmm. It might be, but it's been a while since I last saw it, so I'm not entirely certain. So something to follow up on. Yes. And and see some of the workings of this particular kingdom. Yes. Who... Who is the princess of Glowerhaven? Well, apparently she's unpleasant. Which, I mean, Glowerhaven, like, they Glowerhaven. I mean, glowering is not a happy expression, and no. so they're like, okay, like, here's what he's dealing with. Like, I don't like the princes of Glowerhaven, like... And it seems like, it's, he's like maybe saying, he's saying like, that Grimsby kind of liked her, or, or was like... Ex- Grimsby wants him married, though. Yes, I don't Grimsby, think Grimsby is just... Is that just picky. Yeah. Um, he is just like, my job is to get you married. Yes, which, can I talk about Grimsby a little bit? Yes. So, Grimsby's, on the Disney Wiki fandom page, um, they have his occupation listed, and I quote. Is it Royal Matchmaker? No. (laughs) Prince Eric's caretaker and confidant. Okay. (laughs) Which I find very interestingly phrased. I mean, he's a chaperone. Yes, and, that's what he is. Yeah, and but it seems like they're specifically with the intention of getting, getting hitched. Him, yeah, <laughs> like he—he's Eric's hitch. Yes, yeah. Except not like good at it. And, yeah, and everything. And then Grimsby, he is knighted, so he is Sir Sir Grimsby. Grimsby? Yes, knighted by the kingdom of we don't know what name. Yes, 
Something e? I, I I suppose. That would be. I've got to. I've got to hope that has something to do with the kingdom's name or the royal family's name, and not just Eric. Yeah, I, I, I I'll I'll try and do some research if there's some canonically. Come on, Disney expanded named universe stuff, and I'll I'll Give get back to details. us about that. I mean, so you read at least one of the like yeah, and extra I, books. Yes, and I can't remember. If it talked, if it about, the talked about the kingdom. I know that it talked about Eric being, like, his parents are still alive. Oh, I thought his parents were not alive. I'm pretty sure it said that his parents were still alive and, like, living in a different, like, castle. <laughs> but I don't know. Okay. I mean... <laughs> this was, like, a year and a half ago that I last read the book, so I don't remember exactly. I mean, like, I suppose he could be, like monarching a lesser principality like yeah. maybe he's a younger sibling i don't know and, I and so he's not gonna be like king ever he just gets to continue to be prince and he gets yeah. to have his own like place yes um and all that so maybe. i will do my research and try and get back to us on that mm-hmm. <laughs> um but uh, so we get so many more details out of the modern Disney things because they know that's what we want. You know, yes. we know about Arendelle and and monarchy and and ascension and all that sort of stuff, and we know about Corona and and details with that and all that sort of stuff. It's like, where are the details about Little Mermaid? Yeah, um, I don't know. I'll I'll try and find out. But they probably like if there is stuff, it's probably stuff that like people just created afterwards it's not oh yeah definitely i mean like they probably made that e being like oh it's eric so obviously his his crest is an e or something like that but i'll see if there's something that people have come up with yeah and it wasn't like the trend to provide that ancillary information or to even have that ancillary information like they were so focused on like just making this movie that like the world building Mm -hmm. was not to the degree that modern film world building is right like now there's an expectation that you're always going to have you know a backstory yeah a hundred pages for you know every hour of film that you have there's a hundred pages of like extra stuff and it's like well the e is for this that's his family crest and and you would have anticipation that there would be behind the scenes material and those kinds of elements which again in like in the 90s i mean there weren't even DVDs, so like having a commentary wasn't going to be a thing. Having background information, having behind the scenes features, yeah, and like, they were. It's and, amazing that we have as much as we do. And I really wish that they had a commentary with Howard on it because that would have just been amazing. But um, yeah, they they didn't have commentary, especially because they didn't realize that they didn't know if this film would work. Yeah, like I said, it's just amazing to have. As much of the the yes. extra material as we do have, you know, like film of the the reference actors and um and early discussions and everything, and yeah. even having a modern commentary. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. Yes, I mean it's it's been wonders, especially for this podcast. Uh, but back to Grimsby, uh, his voice actor is Ben Wright, and his he had two animators, Will Finn and. Mark Hen. And that's all that I have for his animators. Did you did you want to talk about Ben Wright, the voice actor? What about him? This is not his first Disney role. 
Oh, right. Right. I forgot about Relevant, that. Particularly for us, because he's going to be very, we're going to be talking about him a ton in our next movie. Yes. Yes. So he plays Roger Radcliffe. Is that? Yeah. I think is that Roger his, Radcliffe. Ra- Roger Radcliffe. I mean, Roger and 101 Dalmatians. Yes. Um, in the, the, the male human owner of mm-hmm. Dalmatians. And I mean, you can see some similarities because like there's, there's we're, we're some facial stuff. We're going to go ahead and call it like familiar relation, right? Yes. Like Roger's definitely descended from the old line of caretakers in Eric's kingdom. For, yes. Yeah. Cause like, in, in especially the years. noses are very similar, but also like just the, their stature and, mm-hmm. and everything. Lean, mm-hmm. um, and, and all of that. And so, and, and snarf plot smoking. Yes. Snarf fam- plot smoking. Family trait. Yeah. Um, so sometime in around a hundred years from Grimsby, mm-hmm. descendant, notable musician and yeah. Dalmatian owner. Yep. So. That's we'll talk about a, a lot about Ben Wright next season of this podcast, which will be <laughs> exciting. Uh, with uh, you mentioned the snarf flap, and you had most you had just kind of mentioned it in our intro. Yes, so Ariel's referring to the snarf flap. Yes, it's not a snarf flap. Why is she calling the pipe or recorder a snarf flap? Well, okay, so she. I mean, I can see the thread from what we know that she knows about a snarf blat, right? She knows that it's the thing you are supposed to blow into and produce music. Right. So she is maybe drawing on that and not exclusively on the shape of a pipe. Um, because, you know, so Scuttle's like, hey, this is a snarf blat. They made beautiful music and all that sort of stuff. And he's doing that with a pipe which is all clogged with seaweed and stuff so she didn't actually get to hear it. Mm. And so she then she sees somebody blowing into something making beautiful music and she's like Snarfblatt got it. Uh, this is that definitely would make a Snarfblatt. That would make more um, sense. And so she's just assuming that anything of that type um, would be a Snarfblatt. She would probably consider the same for recorder, flute, pipes, um, smoking pipes and music pipes. Yes. Um Anything that's, you know, in that small handheld territory, yeah. whether or not it has an unusual shape to it. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, okay, here's a question for you. Okay. Music-based. How significant is the p- particular shape itself in, like, the tubing of an instrument as opposed to the bell of an instrument? Both are very significant. And so that's going to affect the the sound no matter what. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I didn't know if... Um, it, so, like, so, like, like sousaphone and tuba, you get fairly approximate sounds out so of them. they're similarly shaped, mm-hmm. but one is bigger and one is um, smaller. And so, based on the length of, of the horn or anything, and the shape of the horn is going to produce different sound and different tone and different... Because um, I never knew how much was shaping versus um, length. Because I know the length is a huge thing. Length is a huge thing. Um, shape uh, will... Shape of the tubing or shape of the bell? Both. Okay. Um, and shape of like the keys that create the... Because mm-hmm. um, there are flutes that have create, holes in their keys that's, that you have to cover. And that can, that can create differences. Um the material that the that the, the instrument is made out of will have a warmer sound or a darker sound versus like a 
different kind of a tone to it. Mm-hmm. Like a like metal's going to be kind of like a ringing mm-hmm. sound that wood isn't going to produce the same. Sort yeah, of but ring a lot of it, a right? lot of yes, a lot of basic um, woodwind instrument, um, apart from the flute. Uh, they start off when you're starting off to learn an instrument. It, they're more they're usually made out of plastic as opposed to wood because wood is more expensive and when you're a student you mm-hmm. want to have a cheaper instrument to yeah, learn on and um you can definitely hear a difference in the tone between a plastic for me a plastic oboe and a pl- and a wooden oboe mm-hmm. um a flute is typically and and brass instruments are typically made out of brass, brass metal brassy metal yeah brass or other similar metal yeah um so like everything creates a different difference in the sound. Um, I mean, you look at a piccolo and a flute, and a piccolo is a lot smaller in size, in in length, and also in um, circumference. Um, and so it's it, it has because of that, um, they can do a lot higher pitches versus a flute, which is already having a different uh, a difference in 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 pitch from a clarinet right um okay so we would anticipate different sounds from a real snarf flat versus yes eric's there would be pipe. differences um mm-hmm. even if like even if a pipe if, if the is... snarf if the snarf flat were in fact an instrument which is not yeah. right mm-hmm. um that's just not how you're supposed to use it i don't even know if blowing into a smoking pipe can produce significant noise with any sort of music, I don't. I don't know either. Listeners, if if you know anything, or if you have like a, <laughs> if pipe, you've been playing the smoking pipe, <laughs> um, let us know if if it creates some kind of sound. Um, and that might be. Uh, so later on, when when Ariel tries to play music on Grimsby's snarfblatt, um, his his smoking pipe, um, she may be like so energetic about it, be like. I actually heard somebody make music with this. I'm yes. not doing it just because of yes. Scuttle being hmm. a dingus. I'm doing it because I saw Eric doing music and it sounded great. Mm-hmm. How much is she falling in love with him playing music versus him being I don't, handsome? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure she, she is having she is fall she is having love at first sight for a variety of reasons. And I think the music is probably adding to that because she is a vocalist and she loves music and it's obvious even if she doesn't like practicing or attending performances Mm. that she needs to be at but she she obviously loves to sing and she loves loves music um so maybe having someone who's a human who she's already interested in because he's a human she's interested in because i mean he's handsome Mm. um she does say that yes um and he, she's interested in him because he's playing some form of music. Right. I would have to, as, mon- as many times as we watched these minutes, I would have to watch it again and try and, like, assess, like, does she seem to have a particular effect on her face after seeing him play music? I don't know. We'd have to look at that again. Um do you have anything else that you that you yeah. need to hit on? Can we minute? talk about the sailors? We've already mentioned that the sailors were all caricatures of um, people who worked on the, or, or who worked on the film. Like mm-hmm. There is one, and you pointed this out to me. There is one sailor 
behind Grimsby when Grimsby is talking about the the present um, originally that looks like Gru from Despicable, from Despicable Me. Me. Yes, with yet with blonde hair. Mm-hmm. He's one that is having so there's two different costumes for the sailors. There's the striped with mm-hmm. the red neckties, and then there's a light blue shirt with a red necktie. He is not wearing the red necktie, but he has the light blue mm-hmm. shirt on. And then he's like a black turtleneck on so underneath. It's exactly so like, it's exactly like Gru. Yeah, so if you just like recolor it, you're like, why is Gru in this movie? Because he's got like the like the super thin legs and the wide top with the like no neck and the like not quite hunched posture. Yeah. But but you know, like the the head is like receding almost immediately into shoulder space. And everything. I'm like seeing that. I was like, that that is like the silhouette of Gru from Despicable yeah. Me, which I think in one of the sequels to Despicable Me, he has like a brother or a cousin with blonde hair, and so it's basically that. Yes. <laughs> in the background. Yeah. So I just find it. Don't know who that's a caricature of. No, don't know who that is a caricature of. But he looks a lot, not like exactly like Gru, but like a lot like Gru, and it's kind of funny to see that i mean the caricatures are very funny to look at mm-hmm. um but that- was there anything else on those nope not on the sailors okay. well in that case that's all we have for you today listeners we are part of dueling genre and you can find us in many other podcasts at duelinggenre.com there you will also find a link to a patreon page where you can support all dueling genre productions we're on twitter and instagram at disminute on email as disneyanimationminute at gmail.com and on facebook at the disney animation minute secret essential listener society or damsels group We'll be back later this week with more episodes. Until then, thank you for making us part of your world.